0: the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Now, today, our featured guest is fearless entrepreneur Lisa Marie Garcia. And Lisa is an equity partner at Now SC Press. Uh, that's N O W S C Press. And she's going to talk about what that is. Uh, she's a New York City published book author, public speaker, and a faithful woman of God and a mom. Those are my favorite parts right there of that bio and introduction. So Lisa, go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, if you would, and share with us something personal that very few people in your business world, your business life know about you.
1: Okay. Well, I was going to first add that I'm a tennis maniac, fanatic, whatever the word is. I wish I was playing it day and night. I'm not great at it, but I just love, love, love it. So
0: let's go with tennis junkie.
1: Yes, Tennis Junkie's good. Junkie is good. Um, What do people not know about me? Um, I ran a full marathon without stopping in 2011, the Las Vegas Rock and Roll Marathon. What? Uh, Yep, took me a year to train for it. I remember running my first mile and going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ran a mile, which was like 19 laps around a track at a YMCA. Um, And so, you know, it was... um, What I love about running a full marathon is that there's such a low percentage of people in the world that have accomplished it. And so it it, uh, really helped my my self esteem and sense of achievement at that time. So I haven't been running since I moved to Florida, but um, I do other fitness things, but I'm
0: proud of it. I'm on the other side of that. I'm one of the high percentage that refuses to run marathons. (laughs) That is not in my vocabulary. I I still don't get it, but whatever. Like, I think it's fantastic. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Now, let's get down to business. Um, our audience always wants to know, how much revenue did you do this past 12 months, this past year?
1: Okay, so- Approximately. I'm, right. So, um, interesting that we're having this discussion today because okay. um, last night, I got a post of, um, on Facebook, a year ago today post, right, that, set, that showed me the very first book that we published. So I am actually a part of a startup that started in March of 2016. And um, so when I look at what, I, what I, I did repost it, because it took from March until November to, to publish our first one book. But then since that day, in one year, we had published 14 books. And I have five in progress right now. So, although it took so long, right, to publish the first book, we're, we're, on, uh, we're definitely on the road. When I look at revenue um, for the 14 books, some of those 14 books and, and the five in progress are our own type of books, and we could talk about that's one of our revenue streams and one of our um, directions in our, in our company. So, some of those are our own, not client paid. Um, I would just do the math on it and I would say where we're at, if you wanna say where we're at like in the last 12 months, we're probably around 65,000. If I just don't look specific at specific contracts, say on average what our contracts are, we have three levels of contract pricing. So
0: mm-hmm. that's where we're at. Got um, it, okay, so you're on your way to the first 100K.
1: We are, we have not achieved that in, in on this publishing company yet, nope.
0: Got it. And you know what? I love chatting with entrepreneurs right at this stage of the game. And, and the reason why is you're with the rest of, you know, the 90% and you're in it, you're in the, you're in the mud, you're in the, the, right. If you're doing those triathlons, right. You're you're at that part of the course where you dive into the ice pit or the the mud. And it's like, you you get dirty, right? This is the hustle uh, part of it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, What are you on track to gross this year?
1: Well, we only have a year. You know, we only have the end of the year, so we probably. Well, the
0: next twelve months is what I mean.
1: Yeah, well, so for two thousand eighteen, we are growing so exponentially, it's unreal. You know, I, um, you know, where you were saying we we're in the mud. Um, where I'm at right now, you know, in my mind, um, where I'm at right now, I'm in the cash. I'm in the cash flow trench. Is where I'm at. I've got revenue coming in, I've got expenses going out. As soon as it comes in, it goes out, right? I'm forecasting for what's coming up for us. So that's money. I mean, right now it's just all about cash flow, which is one of the primary reasons that businesses fail because they can't get through what I call that trench of the cash flow. So as I as I look to that, you know, I'm not so worried about the revenue coming in. I'm more worried about, so to speak, right, the money to sustain. Mm -hmm. all the amazing opportunities that are just coming up in 2018. So for me to even say that um, we'll double or triple, it's not unrealistic for me to think that we're going to triple. We might even quadruple what we did this year, next year in 2018, for what I realistically see in the forecast and what I see now that is starting starting to come to pass the marketing levels that I've been working for this entire 20 some months of the business.
0: Got it. So just to clarify, what I'm hearing you say is that uh, you're up to 65000 in your startup right now, and you're on track in the next 12 months to cross the $250,000 mark, I which is just... Yeah, that's so exciting. So mm-hmm. super high five to you. Push through it. Um that push through the cash flow trench as yeah. you call it. And uh you're gonna do this. I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So we all love to listen to the wisdom of like multimillionaires and billionaires, right, Lisa? Mm-hmm. Uh however, it's really tough for us to relate with them because ninety percent of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first $100,000. So to talk about, oh, I'm at, you know, 10 million, or I'm at 100 million. That's a whole different conversation, isn't it? Right. Right? A whole different set of, of struggles. So it's hard to relate once with someone up here, when you're right here. Right. So let's, let's literally talk about that. Take us back, really, actually, take us to where you are, right? Um, when you're, you're struggling, you're pushing through, you're in the cash flow trench. Paint us a vivid picture of what is going on in like, your day-to-day, right? What are you wrestling with, uh, both externally and internally? Because a lot of that conversation starts here in our own brain chatter, right? So okay. paint us a vivid picture of what's going on.
1: Sure. Sure. I will. I, um, I, I, want, I do want to point out one other thing now before we go there. And that is that um, this is not my first company, right? That I have started and ran. So my first company was called BIC. Uh, when I was 27 when I started it and it was a technology company. And um, within that company, um, when you had sent the, when I was looking at the first 100K, my first year of six digits was $696,000. Um, and I had that company for 16 years, brought it to market, had you know, obviously uh, success, couple offices, multiple employees, on and on. Um, in that company, I can say um, that I didn't, I don't really, I, I, can, I can honestly say I never had cash flow issues mm. in years. Now, um, we had levels of business because we, we survived the recession. I, I, I would say, yeah, we're still standing because we moved into healthcare and I had a lesser team. I was down to maybe five. Um, on a team, um, but it was a different experience. So, meaning that my struggles in that business or my challenge in that business was making sure that I was forecasting and making sure that we had projects down the stream. We're talking three or four quarters, um, but it was it was a whole different ballgame in terms of revenue and in terms of cash flow. So, um, I do come from from that, making that kind of money, living that kind of a business life versus this. But as far as what, um, what, my, what it consists of, right, when you're living in this cash flow trench, it consists for me a lot of making sure that the opportunities that I'm paying for, meaning is it a book event? Um, is it an, even something as an association and a networking event? Is it a marketing channel that I'm paying for for promotion maybe on social media? Is that the right place for the money? Because when you're in that cash flow um, time, you've got to make sure you're taking care of your fixed costs. You've got to make sure you're taking care of your payroll. You've got to make sure that you're taking care of the, um, the deliverables that your clients have paid you for at a minimum, right? So after you pay that and you're making sure that your revenue is taking care of that, then it's that challenge of picking where the extra is going to go. And I'll tell you, the extra never comes back to me as a salary. It never necessarily comes back to my family as a vacation. You know, it's, you know, the reality as business owners know is, is you're in it. You're in it for what will be in the future. And Uh, I
0: get that. So what I'm hearing you say is you're the last one to get paid.
1: And you have faith. Yes. And that you have faith that that will happen down the road somewhere Um, and I'm just grateful that I have, that we have the company we have, you know, it's not, that's just the reality (laughs) right now.
0: I get that. I get that. So like what goes on in your, your mind there? Cause it's, it's sometimes some days it's easy to be hopeful and to live in the, the future, right? Where you're headed. Uh, and then other days it's really darn difficult, right? To keep your eye on the prize. Like, how do you wrestle with that?
1: It is. So the way that I focus on it and, and the right thing to do for me has always been go back to the mission. So the mission for our business is to publish, publish purpose. So when I might feel bad that my daughters and I can't afford a ski vacation to Salt Lake City where I have family where I grew up, right? And I'm, kind of, I'm experiencing that right now, just to be honest, because it's Christmas, talked to a great aunt a couple nights ago, got me looking again on the internet for flights. Um, we can't afford it, you know? And, and, um, and it's not the right financial decision, um, even if we could afford it, to, to be honest so i go back to my mission what is the mission statement of the business what is your main goal go back to that goal and keep your eye on that and so that's what gets me through it to know what i'm doing what i'm building what will come will come keep keep working keep getting up every day and keep doing what you need to do you know keep your eye on on that mission and and i'm true to that our mission
0: I think that's fantastic and startup nation as you're listening right now to lisa marie garcia uh talk about when she's in the cash flow trench and really struggling keeping her eye on the prize keeping her eye on the future when the cash flow is short it's it's not as high as it needs to be uh currently what she does is she focuses on the vision goes back to why did I start this? What's my why? What is that impact I'm going to have in the world? What is the impact I'm currently having in the world? Why am I here? Why do we exist? And that relights her, right? Reignites her um, and puts her back on purpose. And so let me ask you this, like what, what feeling, what, um, what sense of being is created in you when you go back and revisit your purpose you revisit your your mission your your vision there lisa
1: the main the main feeling that comes over me is gratefulness i am grateful that i have this business i and i believe that this is a god-given business um i am grateful for what i do have i understand right now i'm a i'm a woman of faith and i understand right now that i'm in a season of just enough i'm grateful for just enough. I do have gas in my car. I do have food. My daughters go to a great school. I do get to play tennis sometimes. I, you know, I'm probably in the season of more than enough for sure. You know, really, I should probably start changing the way I I talk that way. But um, it's it's a gratefulness that I have a job that I love and that I get to meet the clients that I meet and I get to share the stories. Tonight we're sharing an amazing story, No Safe Place. Yesterday, our client was crying on Facebook. She did two big videos crying about how important this book was for her and how it's been in her heart for like 10 years. I can't believe I'm on the team to publish that. So, you know, uh, most of us know that money is not it. A ski vacation to Salt Lake is not what it's about. Um, Having the amazing things that I had. I mean, I think God gave me that life previous to this so that I really could Like you kind of said, understand a millionaire's life, a a not knowing the price of a a loaf of bread life. I mean, I honestly lived that life for a while, so I know it. To maybe be so grateful now for what I have,
0: you know. Um, I I get that that echoes true, and you know, you bring this up, so I'm gonna go here for a second. It's like it's tough, you know, if you're an entrepreneur who has tasted financial success previously. It's tough and difficult not to compare your current situation, your current business to your previous business, your previous success. How do you wrestle with that?
1: That's a great one. It's really tough to, it's tough to compare your old life with your new life. And I used to struggle with that. When I moved here four years ago from Seattle, I struggled with that I left a lot of assets that went away I left I left a whole other life living on a boat every day living in the ocean I just left all of that and for a while I struggled with that here it's been a couple years since I've gotten past that now where I don't want that life anymore that is not who I am it's not what I want I wasn't I did not have the peace and joy I have in my life right now in any way shape or form that I had back then I'm not saying I was unhappy, but I just not even close. It's almost just like a different planet to me. So what
0: what I'm hearing you say is like you had financial wealth, but not inner wealth. And now you're in the cash flow challenge, uh, part of your, your stage of business. However, you have wealth on the inside and you're happy, you're joyful, you're grateful. And you know how many rich, wealthy people do not have that, Mm -hmm. you know, I know I'm I'm surrounded by like tons of millionaire friends, hundred millionaire friends. One of my buddies, he does 300 million a year. And he's like, Joseph, I'm not happy. Like just straight up, I'm not happy. And he lives the lifestyle. Like he travels the world. He dates the 20 something girl models in New York city and everything. And he's like living every guy's dream. <laughs> and he's looking me in the eye and saying, I'm not happy. Right. So you and I are wealthy beyond measure, right? And that's fantastic. Cool. So uh, describe to us what you would consider your biggest fail in the past 12 months as you're pushing through that $100,000 mark. And when I say fail, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I failed and it's a big significant event, but something where you say, you know what, man, that was a that was the wrong direction or I I could have went this way, or you know, it was a mistake or I've learned from that. What what is that one thing that uh You know, you could have sidestepped, but you actually didn't.
1: I think for me, what I failed and and actually what I still struggle with and what is so key is team, is interpersonal. So I knew, you know, part of the reason I was successful in my technology business before was absolutely due to the team. I had, I had employees that had been with me, you know, for 12 years. I had employees that'd be through five years and then I'd still mentor them and know them. I had some rock stars and it does take a team to be successful. So as I build this team and we actually now have five people on our team, you know, I really understand as a second time business owner, that that is, is so key and important. So what I failed on, which actually, well, what I failed on is, um, handling personnel issues in more of a rapid fashion right so trying to give people
0: yeah break that down for us what do you mean handling it in a more rapid fashion
1: right so you know oprah said years ago and just years and years and years ago she said when people show you who they are believe them but and i do and you should do that however there is a part of grace and there's a part of mentoring that i think has to go in there so where i have failed as I look back through this year with people that have been on my team that are no longer a part of the team or partners that have been a partner with mine that are no longer a partner, I think is I gave it too much time before I dealt with the with knowing that they weren't part of the team and they weren't, they weren't supposed to be working with us.
0: So let me jump in right there. So Startup Nation, as you're listening to Lisa right now, drop some wisdom nuggets. This is a big one, right? Your team who you surround yourself with. And listen, if you're a person who says, you know, I look for the best in people. You know, I give, the, I give second chances because I've gotten second chances. That's fantastic. That's valuable. However, when someone is coachable, then mentor them. Absolutely. And, and rise them up with you. If they literally dig their heels in and show that they're not coachable, fire fast, fire fast, get them off the team that that becomes a cancer really quickly. Anything you want to add to that, Lisa?
1: That's exactly, that's exactly right. And the problem when you're a business owner is that, you know, it's another thing yet to deal with. So you, you know, each morning, you know, I've got how many things that I have to deal with before my head hits the pillow. Um, you don't necessarily want to add another thing to deal with, which might be getting rid of a graphic designer that, you know, is not, is, is not supposed to be with you. So that's really, um, you know, when I look back at what I wish I could change, I wish I could change that in terms of the timing being, um, more aggressive, but I'll tell you that with those broken relationships, so to speak, um, good came out of it now that i see it definitely good came out of it i mean and there was definitely good at some point with these people so um and i would hope that you know there's a couple that i can think that maybe i influenced them positively and maybe in years from now they might think you know uh, and you know they might think it was positive and and you know if we're trying to be an enlightened person trying to be a person that grows you know Hopefully, when we keep doing the same things or when things keep ending up, the relationship keep ending up the same way, we might sit back and say, hmm, maybe it really isn't them. Maybe it really is me, you know? So, I mean, yeah, well, me too, you know, me too. Common
0: common denominator. What's the common denominator in in this pattern and if it shows up to be you (laughs) you you may want to work on it you You know it's interesting yeah quick story um based on what you just said as far as coachable not coachable so i had a family member that i just enrolled into the best personal development uh program on the planet as far as i'm concerned uh that i've been through and uh this person went through the entire weekend um, because they promised me that they would and said, I'm going to give it my all. And literally, I was standing for them ha- creating a life that they love, right, on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And they showed up and it's an intensive 33-hour weekend. So, right, it's like full immersion. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sat there in the chair for, for 12 hours a day um, and, and really did it. Uh, but but they sat there, but they didn't participate. And I found out after the weekend. And because I was like, so what happened? What was the aha? What was it? Oh, I didn't have any breakthroughs. <laughs> I'm like nothing at all. They're like, no, no breakthroughs. You know, I don't think the program works. Right? They did they did one of those. And, and here's the funny part. 179 other people mm-hmm. in the room with them that weekend had breakthroughs, aha moments, transformations, right? What? On the inside out. But they didn't. So all of a sudden, everybody else was wrong. The room is wrong, everything. So the head person asked them specifically at the end of it, did you do the assignments? Did you do the homework? Did you make the phone calls? Well, no. Right. Oh, so pretty much what I'm hearing you say is you showed up, you did the weekend because you told your, your, this person, Joseph, that you would do the weekend, but then you pretty much gave a big F you to everybody <laughs> in the room. The program itself made everyone wrong so that you could remain the victim. And be right and get the payoff about being the victim in your life. See, the program doesn't work. There's mm-hmm. there's no hope for me. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's almost like um a drug addiction, you know, the payoff of being the victim and staying the victim in your life. So startup nation, as you're listening right now, is that you? Is that no. you? sometimes in your life where you're you play the victim? It I'm doesn't so work. Sad. There's no I'm workability. So Speak on that, Lisa. Yeah,
1: no, I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I don't know that I knew anyone that played the victim in my life until um, I, be, I had someone on my team when we first started this company. And she actually left specifically because she didn't want accountability. She wanted to become the victim. And so that was my first immersion, so to speak, to use your word, your great words there, into what that type of personality was. And it really doesn't make any sense to me because I think I'm like you, you know, I, you, I want to improve myself. I want to help other people improve themselves. If I found some knockout program, like I want to take that program that you just talked about, but you know, you, how could you not get everything out of that? How could it not be life changing for, you know, your friend? Um, but you know, it's even on a small scale, you know, you can call yourself a victim if you're you know, driving around and saying, oh, my business is never going to succeed or I'm never gonna, you know, make this or make this sale. You know, what I learned in my, what the perseverance I learned in my technology company obviously helped me um, in this company greatly. You know, I could not get a book um, signing in the Clearwater Barnes and Noble, couldn't do it. I'd call them and each Barnes and Noble, just uh, for a quick story here, they're all kind of their own little separate entities. Um, and I had been in how many Barnes and Noble, 10 or 12 with my own book and other clients. And I, I call them up and the first thing they say is, oh, we don't, uh, we don't showcase any local authors period. Like hang up the phone kind of thing. So anyway, I was calling and calling, I think it was, um, maybe four calls until finally I got in the car for a meeting, have the meeting think we're uh, great. We're not still saying no, saying no, probably eight or nine times. And I don't, you know, there's all the stats of how many calls does it take to make a sale and how many times all that. I don't know where my stats fell in, but I know that I just refuse to give up. I just, I, this is just ridiculous. You know, I felt to, to give up and, um, you know. Your dog, you,
0: your dog thinks it's ridiculous too.
1: I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No. <laughs>
0: I'll just make it a joke. I have,
1: I have to go pick up books and a poster today like <laughs> every office So we're doing this here in my home office, I'm sorry. Um, so, but anyway, what I was saying is that, so eventually it's just to end of the story. Did we get into Cle- Barnes and Noble Clearwater? Absolutely. And not only did we get in, they asked me to be in every single show they have so that they, I had to turn them down. They'll say, we're having a middle school show. Can you be there? We're there this weekend. We're there next weekend. They love us. They, they can't, never met anyone like our company. Um, they're now our best store and they don't even want us to go to other Barnes and Noble stores. That's how much the tide has changed. But my point is that. It's easy to even, vict, you know, pretend like you're a victim or have that victim mentality on different areas of your business and not realize it saying, you know, I've tried that before. I mean, when people tell me, well, I've tried that, that doesn't work. We have clients that say that all the time. You know, we've done that, but it doesn't work. Well, you know what? Let's try it again. Let's do it again. Let's persevere. Let's change our angle. Let's change our strategy. Let's, you know, change our approach or let's just try again. Um,
0: I love that. Right. And, And I'm gonna bring this out to you startup nation is how you play small in one area of your life is how you play your whole life. It's just that's it. So you have that choice at every moment of every day to play the victim or to play the hero right? To be big, to to do it anyway, even though it scares you. So let's talk about fear for a second. We all have fears, Lisa. What fear is, was, and maybe still is holding you back right now from breaking through that hundred K. If you were to put it out on the court and just be real and vulnerable with all of us, because I'll tell you, you're going to open it up for a lot of listeners right now who are struggling with the same fear.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: Well, I feel something good coming. It,
1: no, no, I just, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. So I, I know God's taking care of us. I know he's, he's taking care of our company and taking care of me and my family. Um, I don't have fear with that. He's, he keeps continually showing me. So I'm like, I got it, God, I'm good. I know you're taking care of us. So I am not fearful that we're going to make a hundred thousand at all. In fact, I might even be low on my numbers. I don't know. I just want to be truthful about it. But, um, you know, I, you know, without God, I would say things. Maybe my previous company, as a business owner, I would say, you know, I, you know, we've got the infrastructure, we've got the team, we, you know, we've got, um, you know, we've got the level of of client um, satisfaction and client deliverables that have been proven. Um, you know, I used to tell my, my employees that the first one, the first bad job we do is our last job, you know, business and I believed it and lived it, you know, we, we were unmatched. And so I would say that and feel like we have it. Um, and that's one of the, you know, so I feel, I feel like what we have right now in our business um, is, is what we're, is what we have, whether we make the 100,000 how's out this, maybe whether we make it in 2018 or 2019, 2020, that doesn't matter. I know for sure we're going to make it. So I'm not fearful about
0: that. Okay. So I get that, right? As a, as a, a man of faith, I get that. However, I'm not letting you off the hook with that. Fine. Okay. Okay. So like human fear, talk to me about human fear. There's, there's definitely human fear if you're human, right? So you're human. So what what is a fear right now? Maybe it's external of the $100,000. What's a fear that's holding you back right now?
1: In the business
0: from playing all out. Uh,
1: I don't know how much more how I could play. Uh, I don't so what is I don't know that I'm holding back. I'll tell you I just need more hours in the day.
0: Yeah, so but I'm being fine. busy doesn't mean playing all out. So like if you were to mm-hmm. play all out, right? And go for the like the big stuff like what fear is holding you back from going like oprah level being you brought up oprah earlier
1: okay well let's see if i'm on the right track with this answer so yesterday i went we're outgrowing our office again and so i went looked at two office spaces i went downtown to some office space and was you know fell in love with the offices and they're like sixteen hundred dollars yes i'm fearful of signing a lease for sixteen hundred dollars given where we're at so does that count
0: Absolutely that counts. Why why does that count? Because you said, Hey, there is like no doubt in my mind that we're gonna make a hundred thousand plus this year. Like I think I'm shooting low with my numbers. So yeah. question, what scares you about signing a lease for sixteen, seventeen hundred if you know you're definitely gonna make the money?
1: There you go. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. Um, that
0: sounds irrational or illogical, right? And then it's not yeah. making you wrong in it. It's just that's yeah. human. Yeah. Where do you think that fear is coming from?
1: Well, just like I said, because I'm in the I'm in that trench with all the bills going by, and the you know the revenue coming this way, and the the expenses going the other way. So yeah, and maybe I need to say okay, I'm let me hop out of the trench and uh, and start 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 uh, start acting like the company that we are.
0: That's it, right? So sometimes the rather than living in the present. And, and I'm saying it wrong, but you want to live into the future that you're creating, yeah. Yeah. right? So if you're creating a future where you're going to do 250,000 plus yeah. in the next 12 months, yeah. then you want to start living it now as if it's, it is real, right? Yeah. That's how you create it. So I would just recommend maybe sit with, go sign that lease. If it's <laughs> a good decision, go sign the lease, right? Because what it's going to do, it's going to pull out your best, because now you don't have a choice. Now you got a bigger bill to pay and you're a woman of integrity. You're gonna make that every month. And sometimes God waits for us to take the bigger action, take the first step in trusting him, right? All in, trusting him all in. And lots of times we, you know, as people of faith, we're like, well, God, I'll trust you with this much. But not this much, Uh uh-uh, right? So that just may be something to look at. And I'm speaking to myself, I'm speaking to all of startup uh, nation that's listening right now, as well as you Lisa. So you really just opened that up for us. Where in your life as you're listening to this show with Lisa, are you playing small? Is there a de- where's that decision in front of you that you're not being of integrity in what you're saying that you're creating in the world? where are you playing small when you really should just go all in and play big? Now, of course, think it through, make sure it's a good, you know, financial decision, but it's going to move the ball forward. If it moves the ball forward, the fallout is reasonable. Uh, The worst case scenario is reasonable. Go for it. Why not? And, and literally give it to God. Right? So looking back um, over the past 12 months, What's the one thing right now that you think is holding you back? Like one thing that's holding you back right now. And maybe we just touched on it a little, maybe we just poked at it. I don't know. What's holding you back from just playing all out?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's time and money, right? It's, it's uh, most of the time it comes down to time and money. So, um, you know i made the joke i wish i had a few more hours in in the work um in the day you know i do you know i do believe i'm i'm working smart um i'm working when i need to but then i'm also you know i'm also having a day off and being the mom and being there for my daughters as i should and being there for god like i should the first two uh places there in and uh first two to-do list places um i think you know i've been it was funny last year in december i had made this goal for myself um and i think i made it before we even published the first book of i'm gonna have 10 books published by the end of the year okay so i had one book published by the end of the year now this year i've almost doubled my goal um in a year and so i've really had my head down you know in addition to everything else and running a business and all the changes and and everything that we're doing um, I really have also had my head down to get books out the door because you can't be a book publisher and not have a lot of books. So I've been really focused on that so much that I know that what's holding me back now is really what we talked about that also um, um, has to do with time management and time allotment and resources, right? resource allotment is that, okay, we're good. We've got our books, we've got our clients, we've got our procedures. we're We're there. so now, I need to not be doing that part of it. And so I think that, and and I have been just, I have been praying for another resource to help take things off my plate. And I think up until talking with you now, I think I thought their role was a little bit different. I think I understand their role more clearly now after you and our talk today of what things they want to take off my plate. Because that's, we do need to now go to the next level and I need to be acting like that, I agree.
0: That's fantastic, right? Because I know uh, entrepreneurs like you and I, Uh, some of our listeners tend to have control issues, right? And, and we don't let go and we think, oh, I'm the only one that can do that. When in reality, it's not accurate. There's others that can do it and probably better and faster. Right. (laughs) And, and sometimes we just need to say, you know what, that's not my superpower and get clear on what is your superpower. So Lisa, what's your superpower in your business? Straight up one thing. Oh gosh.
1: I think my superpower is I've always understood that a client is going to hire me and stay with me because of me, Lisa Marie Garcia, meaning knowing me. So I think my superpower is that I just try to be myself and I try to communicate and work with them as them as who they are. It might seem kind of simplistic, but, um, but. You know, you're talking to someone at a C-level. They talk to a lot of people. They hear a lot of pitches. They have multiple options of what to buy. They get. They can buy, they can say what the dollar is. It's not about the dollar. It's not about the product. It's not about the company. At the end of the day, it's about that person. Do they like them or not?
0: Got really? it. So what I'm hearing you say, Lisa, is that your superpower is customer relations, client relations in so. your business. Everything else, let go of. Yeah. Everything. Delegate yeah. it out. everything. And I know that that scares you, right? I get it. But I'm telling you, that's where you're going to just rocket ship. Yeah. All you do going forward from like this, this chat forward is literally just you're the the client relation gal. So you just keep them happy. You're the voice, you're the face of the business, all the execution, let go of literally give it to people who are experts and, and find ways to pay them. Even yeah. if the cash flow isn't there, you're in the cash flow trench. Figure a way. If there's equity to be given, give equity. Whatever, but get do whatever you need to do to get your hands off of everything other than the client relations. That's your superpower. That's your success strategy, right there. Uh, is
1: that, is I, that land at all. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And the only thing I would add to that is it's also the managing the team. So my relationship with sure. my with my team and fostering that and growing them and promoting them and, you know, supporting and giving praise. I mean, even that is so important, you know, to get to
0: Exactly. Right. So that's the, that's the other part of it, right? So you're the client relation, you get the client, you know exactly what they want, what they're looking for. You maintain the relationship and then you communicate that to your team. The team now goes and runs with it. That's it. And that's your winning strategy. So uh, let's wrap it up uh, here. What is the best business advice Um, that you could give to startup nation who's listening right now, the best business advice um, that you've had heard or whatever that you're going through right now, you're implementing. What is that one nugget?
1: The nugget is two words, be nimble, be nimble, change, let the market change your pricing, let the market or, or your, your trials change your product lines, your revenue streams, let your people come and go and see what's right. Uh, change your change your strategy. Change your uh, you know. Don't change your mission, but change your surroundings. Be nimble. Life is change, and markets are change, and everything. And if you're not nimble, for whatever you know, really, you need to look back and say, Why am I so stuck on this idea? Why am I so that stuck on this procedure or this operation or this way? That has been really the key to the success for my first business. It's definitely been what our our life has been in the second business, and I I think that is something you've just got to just embrace. I, my first book I was going to name it "Embrace Change," honestly, and it was just or "Invite Change." We didn't name it that, but um, be nimble. Got it.
0: So, Startup Nation, major value grenade right there that Lisa just dropped. Okay, is be nimble, be flexible in everything but your vision. Everything but your vision. Stay true to that. Stay clear with that. That's where you're headed, right? Everything else be flexible because that's a startup. It's a very volatile um, type of environment, right? So awesome. Uh, what is one daily habit that you're doing right now that is moving you forward in the direction of your vision, your dream, Lisa?
1: Oh, it's my morning with God. And sometimes it's, I get up at 5 a.m. or my alarm sets at 5 a.m. And sometimes it's listening to Joseph Prince and falling in and out of sleep. I will confess. Sometimes it's reading the word, but it's my time with him every day of my life, at least that first hour. And then I continue and try to stay with him throughout my day for sure. Love
0: it. Got it. What's your favorite website, app, or digital resource right now that's pushing you through this first 100K hurdle.
1: Um, well, I I the I do the daily word um, the daily it's called the daily word I think um, that I get for the Bible in a year kind of thing. I made a goal for me in January of 2017 to read the Bible in a year. So I'm that's the that's my favorite app as far as business. Um, as far as business apps, and I'm not tr- I'll I'll subscribe to a bunch of them, but I'll tell you, it's not become a habit. One particular one.
0: Got it. <laughs> Is there a favorite that's helped you? Um. A website, a resource, something.
1: You know what I end up doing? I really love to just use Twitter for. Um, I use Twitter sort of as my um, search engine. So, you know, if I'm wanting to, yeah. What, what's coming or what's on my mind or who did what, I'll use it as a search engine because there's no advertisements in that. And then I'll, that's
0: what I. Okay. That's an interesting approach. Okay, cool. So uh, we are about to enter my favorite part of this show, which is called the hustle round. So this is where I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each question. Don't overthink it. Just say the first thing that comes to you. Are you ready? I hope so. All right, cool. What's your favorite sound? Ocean. Got Ocean. it. What's your least favorite sound?
1: Dog barking.
0: <laughs> when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Oh gosh, um, I've always loved business. Um, business or be a dancer.
0: Okay. What are you most afraid of, Lisa? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know what I'm most afraid of. Um, if you dog. did know. Oh, what am I most afraid of? Probably I'm most afraid of my parents getting older and passing away.
0: Got it. That's real. What did you spend way too much time doing this the past 12 months in your business? Oh,
1: um, way too much time past year. I'm proud of my last year. Um,
0: What's one area that you... You're like, okay, I spent way too much time doing that.
1: Maybe maybe when I was still worrying or stressing or having anxiety. It's been a while, but yeah.
0: Yeah, worry, stress, and anxiety, we definitely spend too much time doing. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: I don't, I don't think I have a secret fear about people. There's good people, there's bad people. Um,
0: In relation to you? What secret fear do you have?
1: Well, maybe a secret fear might be that, you know, as you're you know, a speaker too, and you know, I do have a secret fear. I'll tell you, I do have a secret fear. Um, I haven't yet been bashed on Facebook, but I've seen other people do it. And, you know, people that are anonymous, you don't know, and they just tear you down. I'm actually surprised I haven't been. But yeah, it's just a sad thing. I hope it doesn't happen to me or my daughters. It's a bad thing.
0: Here's the thing value nation. I'll just drop this nugget real quick. As you rise up, as you go into the limelight, as you become big and extraordinary and light up the world and impact others lives, you become a target, a target of small people. And yes, that's going to happen. So that's something you want to embrace. And just so you know, that's a secret fear of mine as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business?
1: Oh gosh. Well, I wish I had learned sooner the value of a relationship with
0: Christ. Okay. Got it. What's a new uh, habit that you want to form?
1: I'd like to form a more a new, a, a daily fitness. Um, my fitness is kind of when I can and that I, I really wish I could go back to seven days a week and certain fitness things. I, I love it. I love got it. You know,
0: and what's a bad habit you'd like to break?
1: Um... Probably getting more angry with my daughters. I try to not, but occasionally I can't handle it. <laughs> you know, I get it.
0: I don't it's ask me it
1: five it. times for one thing and I said no to. Listen, you
0: know? all, all the moms, mompreneurs <laughs> on Startup Nation listening right now, they get what you just said, mm-hmm. okay? Nobody really wants to you know, be critical of their kids or anything like that, but we're human. It happens, right? The key is to ask for forgiveness and then forgive yourself, right? And then love them tomorrow. Love them better, right? That's it. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Oh, I'm renewed. I'm um, energetic and I'm positive.
0: Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were 12 months ago.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm um, tired probably and um, unsure and um, and striving.
0: Got it. Imagine sometime in the distant future and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it.
1: I just wanted to say that she was a woman of love. You know, just wanted to be, that's what I want my daughters to know, want to say about me. I wanted to say number one, that my mom was, was just a woman of love. And then the second thing I want them to say is she's one of the happiest people I knew. I've always wanted that. Years ago, I had a nanny and when I was interviewing her, she, and she was our nanny for four years. And she, um, she, she made a big impact on me by telling me that her mom was the happiest person she had ever known. And I had just had my first baby. And I thought one day I want my daughters to say, my mom is the happiest person that I've ever known. So I hope that says that. It says that.
0: Love it. Now, if you could come back to life after you died and tell it's your. <laughs> yeah, tell your daughters, tell your family, your friends, only one piece of advice, Lisa. What would you say to them?
1: I'd say trust him. Trust God.
0: Love it. Got it. Lisa, I just want to give you a high five and Mm -hmm. tell you you rocked your interview. Thank you for being real with Startup Nation with myself. What's the best way for our listeners to reach out to you?
1: I would really love right now um, more followers on our publishing Facebook page. And that would be just awesome. We have books for all genres. And our Facebook page is now, N O W sc for strong courageous press so if you find us there and like us i'd appreciate it
0: all right so that's now sc press on facebook correct Correct. okay awesome lisa thank you for joining us today and i wish you peace love and superpower startup nation you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business if you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.